That's a countdown. Bye. That is a countdown. Yes. And it's showtime. Hey, good evening, everybody. Big Brother Canada 9, episode 10. As we enter week four here in this season, we're coming at you here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting for this Monday night podcast. I'm Dave Mater, joined with Jamil Robinson. How are you doing, Jamil? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This was a, a fun night. This was an interesting development in the season, which has been uh, quite the season so far. Um, and uh, as mentioned, it is Monday, March 22nd, 2021 uh the um the 10th episode as as also said and uh quite a bit happened tonight uh well maybe or maybe not uh we 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 speculated jameel key first the hoh we knew this coming out of last thursday that was last time we, you and i had connected on this season and uh and and we speculated you know he won't he won't go with these people uh like in jetson um, Beth and Ty that voted all voted not to keep him. They all would have preferred LT to stay, Latoya, over him. Yet in the room right after tonight, we saw he is right in there with the Sunsetters. Were you surprised? He's more loyal to them than to Tarantina or to anybody else. I spent the entire weekend kind of soul searching about this this recent um, situation, um, key for winning HOH. And trying to like, okay, what is the mentality? What is going through this man's mind? Um, is he going to go back to the Sunsetters? Is he going to find a new place in the oddballs? Or is he going to settle in the middle? You know, just nestle in there with, with uh, TNT, right? Is it uh, TNTK? Um, uh, it's just, T well, it, yeah, you, well, he, he, he could have gone with any of these factions. Kind of whatever he wants to do. Right. Um, KTT, maybe a new kit, right? Uh, um, perhaps. <laughs> no. perhaps. Yeah. It, it just seemed like, okay, uh, like they said his name. No one else did. But then also going through my head, it was like they said his name because they showed loyalty to Latoya over him. The others didn't say his name not because they were loyal to Kiefer but because they felt that Latoya was a bigger threat so it isn't a, an equivalent situation saying that because they voted for him they don't um they don't um appreciate him and the same way as they didn't the other t side didn't vote him out so therefore they appreciate him it's not it's not equal it's not the same we like to think so but it's not yeah, well, yes, the thought process, as he says tonight, was something like this. It's loyal to the soil, loyal to the squad, Sunsetters for life. That's that, He was um, willing, He he's going, I think, also with this mentality, Jamil, that uh, the next competition is going to be physical. And that the chance it, it, that it's a good chance that this is the, you know, Jensen and uh, Ty or one of the, you know, either one of them, even Bath, maybe. Uh, they're they're due. They're due for a win between the three of them. And Kiefer feels like two weeks of them being in power, him and then one of these three next. There's a good shot at it. I it's a good lot. It that's there's some logic to this. Like if he thinks that okay, well, I think that those three, uh, one of them is due to win. Probably you know, but especially between Ty and Jetson, who have been considered to be strong competitors, um, the whole mood and tone of this game can can change dramatically with two consecutive. 
uh, HOHs. I think Kiefer recognizes that. But why? But I think he like. I think he played this HOH tonight, these nominations, fine. But I think putting up Rowe and Kyle, as we said, even on Thursday, that's easy. That's the probably the even like backdoor aside, or if this is truly, you know, he's just putting those two up. Um, it's it's the most straightforward thing to do. It's the most easy thing for him to make a speech against Rohan tonight. He doesn't ruffle feathers uh, too much. Uh, he's not, nothing new has is, is, is been revealed. He hasn't shown anything too significant. Yeah, but and his his whole um, whole theme last week was like you know his um, Eeyore move, as I keep on hearing people say, was basically like you know I'm done with all the manipulating and lying. I'm just going to be straightforward. If I'm gone, I'm gone. And picking those two um, is a pretty straightforward um, non type of game. I don't want to say game, but like hugely strategic 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 damn you words um move right it seems pretty straightforward everyone can buy that narrative that he's just gonna put those two up that's it easy peasy right so was this a waste of time this episode or did we learn new things tonight no um he played his hoa it's, it's weird it was weird seeing it like what People going one one on one or two on one and talking to the HOH, like hearing what they had to say, gathering information. What what foolishness is this? This is not how Victoria and Austin played their HOH, where basically it was like a clubhouse that people rarely attended and stopped by, maybe to visit, but was never like gathering information, right? It, yeah, it seems he's, so he's got weird. the the Godfather approach. Uh, I think it's the proper way to play an HOH, right? He wasn't overimposing his will. Um, he gave everyone um, a sense of, you know, being heard, mm -hmm. right? And um, I think regardless of the direction, people tend to appreciate that type of thing. I, I had my say. Did he take it? He might not, but, like, at least I had my shot as opposed to you felt very... Like, like Victoria was very aggressive with her HOH, and Austin was just so passive with hers. So it's it's nice to see a, a more or less a balance where um, it just seems rational, right? Working with rational players allows you to kind of um, you know feel better footing going f in the future of working with the individuals. Yeah, no, I thought okay, I I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. I think Kiefer, uh, you know. I don't really agree necessarily with him fully. I don't know if I would make the same choices he's making, especially um, how how unwilling to sort of out, hear out Roe and Kyle he was. But he knows that trying to separate himself from those three and um, and then be a free agent, he knows he's starting from the bottom. But he's already kind of on the bottom. And I think that's why, as the, as the viewer, we're kind of frustrated with him going, well, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, Kiefer. So maybe you should just start a new a new uh, chapter in this game and see how that starts. But he's not willing to kind of throw away this work, this alliance, this click he has with the other three, the love triangle. Um, I'm not sure the with the isosceles and things like that. Um. That's the isosceles triangle. What does that mean? What? Isosceles. You never learned about these? There's three types of triangles. There's three types. Um, Beth. 
What are three three types of triangles? Can you name them off the top? Uh, of your well, head? they named two. There was isosceles. There was um. Oh, sorry. Now I forgot <laughs> it. I I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> equilateral was that one? Uh, yes. One that's equal. There's isosceles, and then there's uh. All the sides are one. equal. Yeah. No. Equilateral, right? That's the equal one. Yep. That's where all sides are equal. Isosceles is where, like, it's it's more like the narrow cone-like triangle. Where two sides are equal. Two sides are equal. One is not. Yes. And then the third kind is just all three sides are are not the same. Um, which is typically a right angle, is it not? Yes, probably. Right triangle. Uh, right triangle. Yes. I, maybe I'm like Beth. I'm not good at this either. I haven't thought about it. I apologize. Math was a lot. But I kind of I know what the I know the word isosceles. I know it refers to triangles. I don't know if it makes me better than Beth or smarter than Beth. You could at least get two out of the three. Um, yeah, I, I could probably get two. I could, I could name like, can you name a type of triangle? I think I could name isosceles. Um, and we have to we have to break Four down that whole triangles. Thing. Oh, they're wrong. There are four types of triangles. Oh, so there's four sunsetters then. And sunsetters for life. Sunsetters for life. Life. Four types of, tri of triangles. Four sunsetters are left here. It's perfect. It's poetic. Uh, Tina. Yeah, and then we have we have the other alliances here tonight, Jamil. We have the oddballs. The oddballs. We may be a little quirky, but we got the numbers. Yeah, but... Well, they're kind of like a Faute situation, I think. They're kind of, they, that's what they remind me of. And then the other, and then TNT. <laughs> TNT ran their show from the sidelines. Yeah, they're they're on the sidelines. TNT, they're the floaters in the middle. They're certainly not like dynamite. No, <laughs> it's just that they're they're these are just their initials. If their initials were something else, we would call them that. But um, aren't they more like the the two Muppets and um? Uh, sitting in the balcony, just kind of chirping on what's happening. On There's the Statler and Waldorf. Yes, Statler and Waldorf. I, I, I think that Tina and Tara can uh, can fit into that. They just be like, "Hey, let let the snakes eat the snakes!" Ha ha ha! They'd be like, huh. <laughs> "Love this, love yeah, it." That was I. She was trying to play the let the snakes play the snake. That's okay. Let the snakes fight the snakes. The snakes fight the snakes. Um, uh, I stand corrected. There are five triangles. I'm gonna run it down quickly. Okay. There is an equilateral trailer, isosceles triangle, a right angle triangle, my favorite, a scaling triangle with three different angles. None of the sides are equal in length, length, and then an obtuse triangle with three different angles with one angle greater than 90 degrees. None of the sides are equal in length. It's five kinds, man. Five kinds. I thought there was at most. Well, they uh, these guys were telling me there's only three kinds, and then I found out that it was four. And now there's five. Maybe there's even six. Isn't it's a unique really... little triangle? Mm -hmm. Sorry, isn't it just like the Sunsetters? They have some of the information, but not all. No. You want some eggs or something? Want to make just like a bunch of eggs or something? Eggs and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> man, you went all out with the sound clips. I had to. This was a. I had a lot of fun tonight, and a few, <laughs> few, two, a, a few specific parts of this episode. Let's break it all down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the good guy from Haida Gwaii and the good guy from Haida Gwaii, as he's now known, he survived the block. He's now the HOH. He, we, he's been keeping it real. 
Um, and the question coming in tonight, would he stay loyal? The question and the answer was yes. Um, and there was all this other uh, footage we got uh, early on that was before Latoya had been evicted on Thursday, or I guess a Wednesday, Thursday, where, you know, Beth had been thrown under the bus by, by Victoria, as we saw, where Victoria is saying, oh, yeah, and, and Beth's been throwing your name out. This is where this is a lot of this was showing how uh, Victoria's game had been unraveling that, uh, you know, as, as much as we were applauding the way she played HOH, she kind of uh, the only thing I could think here, Jamil, tonight is with all the, these clips we were watching about sort of this uh, was that she was kind of like a a spent uh, uh, like shell casing of a, you know, like, like she kind of, she fired the gun and now it, there's it, the load's been fired. It's just a, it's, there's nothing left. Everyone kind of sees through what it, she, she spent all her capital maybe in her one week. And does she have a future? Can she even go very deep in this game right now? What do you think? Absolutely. Like I would want to go with her to the end. Cause like, how could you trust anything that this woman says? Right, I think she is basically a number, but you're not even you can't even put faith in that number. You're like, I guess it's there, but like, do you think that she would have like a, another? She would have a same situation if she was HOH again, or she would learn her lessons and just keep it very straight. Um, I I think we could only expect it to be yeah the same, more of the same. If Victoria won again, I don't think she would learn from this necessarily i think she knew that she had to run around and she she lied about this and then she has to lie about that and and then she was she was being very confrontational with beth to the point where i was kind of more siding with beth and i don't really like Beth. <laughs> no. uh but i you know i i was kind of like victoria what are you doing you're just you're playing just back off like you know you gotta know sort of know when to hold them know when to fold them know when to walk away know when to run uh as they say don't you think that Last week would have played out exactly the same, minus a whole lot of lying from Victoria. She did not have to go to the lengths that she did to get Latoya out. Latoya was gone. There was a void. That flip was not happening. There was no way they were going to flip, right, back from Latoya to Kiefer. So I did not understand why she put so much work in for what eventually ended up just kind of making her look terrible. Yeah, it was, I I just think Victoria is, loves being that she's on TV and she want, she's the star of last week and she was the star of this show last week. Now, uh and she she manages to avoid the block at least tonight. You know, I don't know what happens with the veto. I don't know any of that yet. So, we're going to we're going to uh, get to that to spoilers, but um, you know, I hey, at least you know, but two of our alliance members here sort of end up on on things she's but she's not the thing with victoria she's not part of a true duo right she's she's kind of a number and she kind of she's a glue uh member she's kind of bringing together this oddballs because if you want to think of brayden and austin as a duo and i guess if kyle and roe are a duo then and victoria is the fifth member of that group then um uh, then she's sort of in a good position or a bad position depending how you want to look at it right because they yeah, you're right. Like, why wouldn't keep? Why wouldn't you keep around? Especially if one of those, if those two loses their partner, Victoria is an automatic replacement to that. Yep. Right. She's so, so thirsty. She's so thirsty to get someone to like just take her as her. She's like the puppy in the the kennel, just like like someone's coming by. She's like me, 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 
me and she's just like jumping all over the place and like everyone's like i don't want the crazed dog there i don't think i want this yeah you know they would like they said i hope this tells you how important it is to keep my name out of your mouth yeah (laughs) the other part like i would be hesitant to trust victoria i think even if i was a member of her alliance or are you there my life or your life Jamil? We're having some technical difficulties. Jamil. Is it is anyone there? I'm able to change the titles. Okay, so um, I have to assume that I'm the one who's actually still on the air. So if you're still with us, we are covering the 10th episode of Big Brother Canada 9. Uh, Jamil Robinson and I covering this episode. And uh, and I'm assuming that I'm the one still on the air. And he's he, his connection will be reestablished in a few moments. But um, we have a comment here from the online competition games saying, Beth is the obtuse triangular herself. Yeah, Beth is... I don't know. Beth's my favorite. Um, she's fun in the sense of like this kind, this this um, this group here with Ty and and Jetson, like in this love triangle. And as they said tonight, that uh, they had the crush. Deshaun and I have been boys since day one. We just happen to have a crush on the same girl. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I've never quite seen uh, a love triangle, uh, super loyal alliance like this. Uh, they they might even uh, find a way to do it together. It's a unique little triangle, but it works for me. You know what we should do? Triangle. A triangle? Yeah, how do we do it together though? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is harder to have a conversation with yourself, but. If there's any comments out there, let us know uh, for tonight's episode of Big Brother Canada. The uh, HOH Kiefer puts Rohan and Kyle on the block. Uh, as as we see here, Kiefer staying loyal to his Sunsetter alliance. I'm just going to keep things moving as we are live. Um, Kiefer, Jetson, uh, Beth, uh, Ty, they, we saw there that they were um, coming in to talk to... Uh, to Kiefer right off the bat, um, that he was not feeling as loyal to Tina and Tara after last week. Um, and we also have uh, the whole deal tonight with the have-nots. Uh, we saw the savagery here, maybe, if you will, with Kiefer putting Rohan on slop two weeks in a row. He really doesn't like uh, Rohan too much. Um, I think it's a little bit... I think it's... I just find it interesting how much... How much more aggression Ro- Rohan seems to receive than Kyle from in terms of Kiefer, how, how he feels wronged from the pantry incident as it's known as. Um, so that's, that was uh, quite something, but I also thought it was interesting to see how, uh, sorry, I just was, uh, it was interesting to see how, you know, Kyle was sort of left out there. Wow. This is harder when you're by yourself. 
Okay, I, I keep refreshing, hoping that something's going to change. Um, hey, Jane, you could come in and join the show for episode 10 of Big Brother Canada 9. I might need a guest. Oh, we have a we have a question here. Okay, send me questions while we're waiting for Jamil to come out. Please explain how the have-nots sleep in that room. I don't know. I can't. I. 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 Do you think that? I think I could sleep in a ball pit, but maybe not with those bright lights on. Um, that that would I think be. Or would it be harder to sleep in a dark ballroom? I haven't actually watched them sleep on the live feeds yet in terms of how this ball pit works. I think it'd be fun. Uh, we we had some interesting moments tonight here in this ball pit. We also we had a, a whole thing here with uh, Austin and Kyle in the ball pit, which I wasn't quite sure what to read with that. I, I I wasn't sure if it was endearing and sweet or weird and creepy. What do you think? Tell tell us in uh, in the comments uh, and let us know. Um, we had uh, quite a few scenes here tonight with you know, just Ro and Kyle talking. The more I watch these two talk, the more I think that they shouldn't. What was Kyle doing with the in, under those balls? I I don't. He was hiding, but did Austin know he was there? She seemed to know he was there, or she was maybe. Did she know he was there when when he came in? That was unexpected. Um, I don't know, Jane. What did you think? Was it a creepy moment, or do you think that these two have a showman's potential, Austin and and Kyle? Kyle doesn't seem like Austin's type to me. Oh, I think that might be a good sign. Sorry. As Jamil may be returning, uh, it's usually a sign that the internet is resetting itself or the connection with the uh, the host is, is resetting itself. Um, so... Uh, I, I'm missing you, Jamil. I, I don't think I can do this show without you. Uh, clearly, I because <laughs> um, there's so much. I have so many notes, but but uh, it's 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 a it's a little bit here. Um, it seemed a bit dirty to me. Jane says, "Was it so?" Jane, you're saying that it was dirty with Kyle and Austin in the ball pit. They were making some dirty euphemisms. They were talking about. Um, about uh, discussing balls and there, there's been lots of ball jokes this year there's been uh, a lot of love for the balls some people just uh, do not like ball pits i do not like ball pits but with latoya not there anymore maybe there's a whole new season on ball pits maybe balls are are open we have the odd balls the oddballs. We may be a little quirky, but we got the numbers. They love the balls. They love the color balls. They can sleep. They're, everything about them is about the balls. They're, the, they're a ball-friendly alliance and uh, maybe a little ball dirty. And that's a hot take here, you know? Um, okay, so let's just kind of keep uh, talking about what we had tonight. Oh. Sorry. Uh we had tonight uh, Kiefer's HOH a room session as well, where um, where he gets a letter from his sister. Um, I wish Jamil was here for especially to talk about this part because 
I did not I did not really enjoy this too much. I was like, whatever. Like every week somebody gets a letter from their family member and I'm not feeling it. I think I have to see the family member on screen. I have to see a more of a connection. I think when you just get a letter and there's no photos, there's no context around this this loved one. I think it's um I think it's tougher uh, from a TV perspective to uh get into it. That's just my opinion. Um what was up with the uh, Expedia room? I have no idea what's up. I, 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 that was kind of a whole interesting segment tonight where Kiefer finds this room. Now, it's not a, it's, we've had this secret room in the house for a while or in the past seasons. Uh, it's had different functions over time. It's usually some kind of secret power um, that will be revealed at some point. Sometimes it's a reset button. Sometimes it's a, a diamond veto kind of a thing. But somehow uh, Expedia, which is clearly has, you know, they have a sponsorship here. They have a, um, a paid placement amongst this, um, this season. Uh, I, this room is going to come into play sooner than later. Now, Kiefer, I think he finds the room. He tries to search it throughout. And then, um, and then you know, he eventually, he goes to tell his, uh, his you know, who he's close to in, in Ty, Kiefer, and sorry, Ty, uh, Jetson and Beth, but uh, he ends up. I think Braden's there too when he goes to see him. So Braden kind of knows right away, and he has to kind of um, run around. But other than that, like I just think that this is a tease tonight. You know, um, with the Expedia room, they, it's been sort of revealed how much it's used and how many scenes we'll get in there. Even this week, I'm not quite sure. Um, they they might they might this might be a bit more of a slow burn. Uh. We were talking too about the uh, Rowan Kyle in the OLG room, um, and then we had Rowan Kyle talking to Ty and Jetson. Now, this was an interesting segment with these two here, but Ty and Jed they just were not buying what was going. Like Rowan Kyle, I, I just don't think anybody wants to trust them from the other sides. I don't know if these, if if the um, the Sunsetter side and the Oddball side are really going to be able to get past this mistrust that now exists and this aggression and sort of hurt feelings um, that exists on a few different fronts, but we'll see. It's a long game and uh, a lot of this can pass, uh, especially in jury phase. And as they're coming to the end, uh, these early days may or may not hold true uh, throughout. Uh, I just thought it was a bit, um, it was like Jetson. I'm like, I think I, I, I think uh, just watching him, if I, if I'm rooting for Jetson, I'm just like, Hey, be a little bit more open-minded uh, I think Ty seems to be kind of following Jed's lead now, especially with Latoya gone. So I, I, I think that, uh, and I think people will probably recognize that, which uh, bodes well for me, Jane, because in our draft you have Jets and I have Ty, and uh, and I think that Ty, I think that if they're going to go after these two, they'll try to get Jets in at first. Um, we also, what else do we have tonight? Uh, Kiefer was in the HOH room tonight with Rowan Kyle. Obviously, these are the two that he'll eventually put on the block. How, um, so this conversation kind of goes as expected, where he's like, you know, what, how he was wronged and how Kiefer, you know, everything coming out of, out of their, their earlier confrontations that have happened in this game is clear, is clearly, uh, you know, coming to a head here with, with Kiefer now in power. And, um, 
it, I imagine like one of these two is in power next after Kiefer. It could be quite something to see that, that play out. We also, you know, quite, we get this Tarantina conversation with Kiefer in the HOH room as he was, you know, rotating through. I love, I love getting um, information. Um, he talks about, you know, he's scared to put up Austin and Braden here when he talks to Tarantina. I don't know why you're, he explains it in the show, but I'm not quite following why it was so difficult to um to put to consider putting up austin brady i guess because there's a high he feels that there's a high capacity one of them wins the veto i haven't seen Braden give a good chance of winning anything yet so i don't know if Braden's so much of a threat question here oh we have a call coming in hey. yes hey. hey how you doing good how are you Well, I thought I was still on the air. Are you on the air? And I'm not on the air and I've been talking <laughs> to myself in the left. Okay. Yes, yes. You just disappeared. You disappeared. Okay. I, I think I'm pretty sure I'm on the air because Jane's asking me questions and um uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna reset. Wow. Okay. I think I think I I like I thought the same thing. I wasn't sure if I was on the air and you were on or whatever, but Yes. All right. Okay, so that was Jamil, who you know from this show. And so he thought he was the one that was still on the air and I had been disconnected. And I thought I was still the one on the air and he was the one that was disconnected. And I think I'm the one. I think that's actually true in my case. But here's a we got to get back to the question here. This is we have this is an important show. Um <laughs> did Braden talk tonight? I don't think I heard Braden really talk at all. I saw him on the show. Love this. Love it. Yeah. Uh, did Keith make a mistake staying with the triangles? I well, it will all depend on who wins power next. I think if I think that's what he's betting on. He's betting on the fact that he thinks that Ty uh and Jetson and maybe even Beth uh are due. Of the three of them, one they're probably there's a good chance that the next day with church is more physical. They have a good chance of winning it. They're hungry to win it and prove themselves. And if that rings true, him being loyal to them this week will will be very good for him down the road. However, if Austin wins next, or even like, especially if like uh, the survivor of Rowan Kyle, if that ends up being the uh, the target this week, I think that uh, that Keith did not make the right move here at all, and he will. He won't be long for this. So he's sort of, he's kind of, he's kind of doubling down. But I understood the logic of if I have to restart my place in this game, if I turn my back on, on Ty Jed and, and all them, then, then people will still look at me and say, well, he'll just turn his back on me when it suits him, which I think he knew was kind of his reputation maybe early in the game because he was kind of overextended trying to be aligned with everybody. Um, we are still on the air, right? I think we're still on the air. So, um, Jamil, I hope you're able to come back. Let's keep going here on Big Brother Canada 9. I did like this line tonight where Kiefer says, I do not want to hang out with these people any longer. I want to get them out of here. That was very good. Uh, we also had Victoria and Kiefer um, have a conversation here. The two, the last week HOH and this week's HOH. And 
whether these two have mutual respect for each other or not, I think so. I, I mostly I read into this that you know I think Kiefer knows he's not aligned with Victoria, and I think Victoria understands this too. But um, that they are not necessarily enemies or directly each other's targets in the in the immediate future. However, Kiefer has not; he doesn't owe anything to Victoria. She he's been on the block under her, and just because he stayed doesn't mean he owes her anything back. Um, but Kiefer, Kiefer's read tonight here in that the, the duos of the real danger is quite uh, poignant. You know, he, he doesn't have a duo. He's a member of Alliance. He's, he's, he's teamed up with this trio, the triangles, uh, the tri or the love triangle. But um, if, uh, you know, I think he's like, if I get, if I can weaken Kyle and Roe or whether it's Tarantina or it's Austin and Brayden, whatever. It doesn't I? I think I think Kiefer knows that it, that any of those kind of things would behoove him to uh, to see forth. Jane's asking here. When was the last time you saw so many couples in a season? Um, I feel like this is not that uncommon. It, couples, it all kind of depends because you know in a sixteen-person season, uh, you can often see a lot of showmances. Um, uh, rear their head and so there so therefore um i feel like you often kind of see people have their respective ride or dies but to see them sort of overlapping they're sort of like clusters here and people are pretty cemented more in this season than uh, in more the more recent memory because um it's it hasn't the sides haven't been as clearly defined and it's been big alliances for the last few seasons but what i found for the last few seasons uh is that there is sort of like a big alliance and then there's all these other people who think they're in the big alliance but aren't so there's a sort of a core alliance and then there's this outer alliance that thinks that they're kind of in with the in group and then their their ranking is higher than it is and then there's just these out, these people on the outside that are completely targets and are sort of the early um pickoffs but they they, they that tends to be how it is there's usually somebody at the center of that like a paul abraham or um, somebody who's going to kind of just control the network of the alliance pretty firmly uh, and say sort of this person is next, this person is next. And there's, there's almost like a cult sort of thought process to it. This is different. This is, Here you have Austin in particular and Victoria leading sort of this counter to that, which which is what is what has thrown these triangles off the in the jets and tie and bath that they that they expected to sort of run the game from the inside i think with latoya being their sort of their godfather figure to be sort of this the central strategist but also like the head of the snake that would be like that they would always come for latoya before them so um but victoria kind of threw that all turned that all upside down last week uh and good for her but that's uh that's it. I'm just gonna kind of see what's going on with Jamil because I thought he would have been able to reconnect by now. Um, any luck? Sorry. I don't know how long I've been on here uh, by myself. I think at least for 13 minutes or so. This is tougher. Anyway.
Kiefer took Tina Twendies. Yes, good casting this season, Jane, as they're not falling into the same pattern. Well, yes, I, I'm excited. Every episode's kind of fun to watch this week. You know, even though I, I, I wasn't super thrilled with what Kiefer did tonight, I understood it. And I think that um, it's as good of a move to do as any if you're him. Um, we, you know, we got more, we got the video from uh, Kiefer's girlfriend tonight. Uh, her name is Jericho, I believe. Um, she seems very lovely. Um, he's about to see his kids. Uh, this this whole thing where he took Tina to Wendy's, and it's interesting that their relationship has has fallen apart so much, or has is drifted. As Tina's definitely uh, formed a more of a strong bond with Tara uh, in the TNT alliance, and Kiefer, who we thought was going to be with them with Tina and Tara, doesn't quite want to. He'd rather be with like the younger crowd of that. Uh, Jamil just texted his network is down and he's talking to Rogers. Okay. So, so he, he's, uh, he, we, I may be on my own for the rest of this hour. So, um, keep the questions coming. If you, if you, if you think of anything, um, the triangle conversation, the love triangle I've already spoken to, but I thought it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, kind of see how this plays out. We also have this vote tonight with the skip the dishes, save the have not. And I think that this only is good if you have a situation tonight with Rohan, where he was sort of put on the blo- uh, put on in the have not um, group, or he's he is a have not, I suppose is the way to say it, um, for two weeks in a row here. Uh, whereas you know he kind of volunteered last week, but this is kind of like a punishment and continues this theme of Kiefer hates Rohan and will never forgive him ever for his role in the pantry incident. So. Um, yeah, like it was. Uh, I, I, our will Rohan be the one saved from being a have not? Is my question. What do you think? Let us know in the comments. And we had the Expedia room. We covered that. Um, this whole discussion we had tonight too. There was Beth, Ty, and Jetson kind of talking about who. Well. If assuming they were assuming that Kiefer was in their corner and that you know it was kind of weird that they had voted to keep LT over him, but that they he would they they still thought that they had him and they as we've talked about they seemed to, that seems to actually be the case. Um, but who who do you get out first? Is it Austin or is it Victoria between these two? And Ty really feels that Austin is the bigger threat of the two. And I think I, I think that's true. I think that Austin is the bigger threat, uh, and sort of uh, removing Austin would would serve that. But they but they don't really understand. They don't really know for sure who is the brains of the operation, if there is one. Who is the mastermind? Um, so it's a it's a bit of a thing. Okay, I'm just gonna say Jamil. I am here. Okay, uh, I'll keep going. For spoilers. Um, question for Jane: Why did Kiefer believe Kyle's apology was genuine? I don't know. I I actually think it's the reverse. I don't think he believe he he believes Kyle any more than he believes Rohan, or he does believe both of them, or he doesn't. It's it. Uh, hey Dave, you okay? Um, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I could use a, someone to talk to. Um, uh, I'm going, 
but run but running <laughs> running out of steam. That was all late night today. Um so yeah, but like back to Jane's question. Why did why, why was Kiefer like more willing to accept uh Kyle? I just think this, this is the way I, I, I haven't fully figured out how Kiefer thinks, but he seems to because Rohan I think is a smaller guy and not as big in stature as like Kyle, for the same reason he wants to stay loyal to Jetson and and Ty and, the, and that crew, I think is the same kind of thing. I I just I you know, there's this, this thing that Rohan's just not good at apologizing. Um like I just I think Rohan is has a hard time admitting he's wrong. Uh, and maybe, I think Kyle maybe is just more endearing and 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 honest, or it seems more sincere on surface level. Perhaps um, I, I I just haven't like Rohan is sort of this guy that I haven't quite figured out. Like a lot of people seem to really enjoy him and like like him as a person, such as Tara, but other people really don't seem to like Rohan conversely in the house, and he seems to be a bit of a polarizing player. So whether or not he can actually win this game, I think is highly suspect. Uh, what else? Um, we talked about Austin and Kyle in the ball pit. Uh, we had Kiefer talking to Rohan about the whole thing. I th th I thought that this like this whole conversation quite right before nominations with, with how hard Kiefer was going to Rohan and then eventually uh, Kiefer's speech against Rohan, um, which Rohan said he didn't like, like, why would you? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a bit, I, th I just feel like it's a bit, I don't quite, I'm not quite with you Kiefer. I don't, qu I'm not quite following you. Why, why you're going in this direction uh, other than okay i'm my target's row i'm gonna get row out this week and that's it and then uh, that's the only way it kind of makes sense to me strategically speaking uh he gives this uh other thing in um in his speech about how stories are just as valuable as promises in this game that they're not and i thought that this maybe was you know Kiefer gets has some of these one-liners sometimes and you go whoa what does this mean or makes you really think um what Stories are just as valuable as promises. They're not. So I got it. That's quite something to digest. And just to, you know, that, uh, so was Kiefer never sorry when he always said he was sorry that he was, was, is he just faking it? Like, I think that that, that just makes me question his, his motivations or whether he's, um, he's being truthful because he's, he's so harsh to put it back on everybody else versus you know owning his own things which he kind of does and he kind of doesn't um it's it's it, it's i'm not sure as if i was in the house how i would interpret it in his case i think i would like it i think i would accept it because i think i'd want to like Kiefer. but as a viewer i'm i'm struggling with it a little bit just because he's he, he seems so all over the place and then rohan and kyle are officially on the block and that's the end of the episode and and that's all I know. I don't even know. I don't even know what's in the spoilers, guys. I was Jamil was going to inform me at this point. Um, I've been going forty three minutes. I don't know what to say. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Actions are all that matter in BB. Well. I think actions are the only thing are things people are going to always remember. You know, I think like a lot, I think uh, all Big Brother players have this training to come in and try to memorize. Okay, on what day did this person get evicted? On uh, this many votes were cast against so and so uh, in week three. Um, 
they have to they have to memorize these things and i think always noting who is the one vote who goes against votes being an action you would remember actions i i think to a lot of players like actions are also uh results in terms of winning hohs winning veto competitions things like that so who you choose to put on the block who your nominations are these are actions versus like what you say like oh i would never i would never come for you i would never want that and Kiefer, i thought quite appropriately said everybody's gonna tell me that they would never have put me on the block maybe that's true maybe it's not but every i'm the hoh that's what everyone's gonna want to tell me because they think that's what i want to hear and so that's but i can't that can't necessarily be true for everybody maybe maybe not uh are they all that matter i don't think that they are all that matter but i think that they should be like in terms of your hierarchy and how you make your decisions i think that they should be um right up there okay uh well i don't know any other questions <laughs> this is hard so i think i'm gonna call it a night um oh we got one more there's a delay there's a delay here would you like to see an all-star u.s and canada combo season who would win i would like to see that um I, I think the Canadians would destroy in a, in a, in a, in a combo season, but I think it would largely be divided across, um, across national lines. Oh, oh, I think Jamil's back. Not to say your question, but I, well, actually let's come back in. Are you, you're, you're are you with us, sir? I have no audio. He's one, one, one momento. Can't hear you yet. I see your lips moving. No. Would you like to see an all-star US Canada combo season? Yes. No? He does Jamil doesn't want it. Did he but who who would win? Canada, we would win. I think we would win too. Um there's um see like you're here now, but like it's it's <laughs> I can't actually speak to you. I can't. I can speak to you, or you can't speak to me directly. Sorry, I had to run off the Rogers person. Um, I'm like, we need to end this call right now. I need to go back and finish this video. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. I it's all right. I was talking for a good 15 minutes about the episode. All right. And I'm like, yes. I see one comment, which was um, online comp um, comp uh, competition games. And I was talking about that one specific question for this the one? 15 minutes. Yes. The obtuse triangles? Yes. Okay. Because we both did the same thing where we both <laughs> assumed we were the ones still on. And so I wasn't quite sure, but I was relatively confident once they started like getting more questions from Jane. Uh, you know, that didn't come for a few more minutes. So thank you. I'm usually, glad you're back. I usually get an icon saying that my internet is down and that icon did not switch off. So I'm like, it says I still have internet. I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal. So that means my box is still up. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, 
okay, let, let me try. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I am you. And then I'm like, wait, it's not working. It's not going through. And then I'm like, no. And then I refreshed and I learned the truth. Yeah, it was uh, like, okay, what I learned in this, these last, uh, uh, how many 20 something minutes Jamil is like I can't do this by myself I, I I I am not trained for it I don't know how to have the conversation with myself you don't know how Taryn does it I don't I don't think I, I'm I I would like to learn the art of this but I think um, it just comes down to further preparation so but you're so prepared though that's the crazy thing you have notes I don't have notes I more or less react and uh remember stuff so I'm there like um I think this is what happened next. Yeah, I, I kind of write down this is what happened, or this this is sort of the order of the scenes, or what I thought was notable. But then when I get to it, I'm like, uh, 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 what did I think of this, or what did what's my question on this? But it just I'm used to the the banter, so I'm glad you're back. Um, I, I I don't know where we pick up because I did talk I did talk about this episode for the last twenty minutes. Kind of uh, I agree with what what hundred percent of what you said. A hundred percent. You heard some of what I said, or no? no I didn't. But no, no. But, you, I, but I, I, I'm with I know you, and you are a very uh, learned, learned <laughs> man of the game. Oh, thank you. A lot more, a lot more than uh, the people who are some currently playing the game. So okay. therefore, at the very least, what you're saying is logically sound. Logically sound. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I was trying to be logical about it. Okay. Well, there, there was a couple questions that came through. So I'm going to hit you speed rapid fire here. Okay. Explain to us how they sleep in that have not room. Um, it's like, remember, there's still the ball pit still has things on the ground. It's not a hard surface underneath. That's why you it's, see Kyle just kind of resting there. Right, it's it's still soft because if you're jumping in the ball pit, if it's a hard ground, you're gonna hurt your legs, right? So, so, so but would you suffocate under those balls? No, there's enough airspace. Like, unless the ball goes directly over your mouth and plugs in your holes, it's not gonna, it's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen. There you go. Okay, next question: What was Kyle doing under those balls tonight with Austin? Um, maybe he was playing with balls. Uh, no, he was basically just chilling there. Um, to was me, he being I didn't, dirty? <laughs> I don't think he was being dirty. Mm -hmm. Although um, a lot of um, house guests might want to think about using that as a place to do some business because they often try sneaking in the bed and the cameras do a really good job of picking it up. Um, that being said, does not the, the ball air pit just scream like uh, Tony should be there with his spy shack? Yes, right. it's, it's kind of like that. But speaking of which, we also had this thing tonight with the Expedia room uh, and this whole, what is this? Like, is this going to be like where they have some power that's going to reveal itself at some point? Of course it's going to be. So before, like, just like the ball pit where they're like, what's the ball pit for? Is there going to be a trick to the ball pit? They're not going to reveal um, a twist in the game unless they're, it's like set up. So they set it up and then they do the twist. There's a, a kind of like um, an awareness that something is happening or people discover a room. The room is available and anyone could come across it. The room is available. Now the twist is about to get uh, set up. But like, honestly, I have a quick question to you. Do you really want to see a twist at this point? I don't think we need it. Exactly. 
I agree. We don't need a twist. Everything seems to be going. We're, we're, we're not getting one side versus the entire side of the house and just steamrolling them. There's back and forth. People are moving around. It's a lot more of a fluid game. This is this is the game that U.S. has been praying for for years. Mm-hmm. And it's just fallen into our laps. This is great. Yeah. Like, I... I... I'm with you on, 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 on all things, but yeah, like, I just hope whatever the power is, I hope it, it comes to the right person. Like, I hope it comes to like Tara or something like that. You know, someone who, who like, not like, not, not, not maybe like these, these, uh, juggernauts who are sort no, of Victoria, <laughs> let Victoria have the power. Let her have the power. Sure. <laughs> I, I guess who don't I want to have that power? Even like, even Beth, Beth, give Beth the power. Oh, See what you would do. Speaking of which, uh, question also was: Did Keith make a mistake with the going with these um, sunsetters triangles, whatever they are? Um, if he thinks that's going to be the alliance that's going to take him to the end, that is the mistake. But for now, and only for now, sure, why not? Sure. Did Braden talk tonight? <laughs> I I think um, when Kiefer introduced the Expedia room he said some words i think he yeah i i I mentioned earlier that i think that brayden just happened to be there when when he went to go when Kiefer went to run to tell ty i think and i think that that uh, you know you didn't really told uh, brayden at the same time otherwise brayden not brayden would not have been on the show tonight other than to say he's just he's in a couple with austin right (laughs) yes Speaking yes, of I, which, what what Jane said when was the last time you saw so many couples? But I think it's 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 couples or pairs or, or whatever. I think it's it's fairly common. But there's you know. there's always couples. There's always pairs. But the alliance isn't as it isn't as secure as it is in other shows where there'd be a group of six and it'll be uh, a couple of a couples, maybe three couples, or it might be two couples and a third um, couple that's really um, a thruple really where one person is is seemingly a pair with another person but not all three of them together that's typically what we get but in this case we have you know pairs and it's just really evident that they're all kind of separate but um, it's like voting blocks Voting blocks trust clusters, together. trust clusters, also a, a a a good term to use in this current situation because it doesn't really seem the oddballs don't seem as tight of a crew, cohesive crew mm-hmm. as the sunsetters are. Regardless of how the thruple treats Kiefer, they seem like a tighter uh, foursome than the oddball oddballs are in any of their their pieces. Yeah, I, I don't feel like Brayden and and um, Austin are like even remotely close with Kiefer. I'm not Kiefer, but Kyle and Roe or um, or Tina and Tara or Victoria. Right. Where's the glossy posse? Glossy posse doesn't look like a thing anymore. The bossy glossies. Bossy glossy. The bossy glossies. Uh, who was the third? Man? Well, that was that was that was Victoria, Brayden, Austin. Yeah, not not a thing. Well, like I think that Braden is sort of this player. I don't know what what to make of him yet, um, at all. Now there was this is this, the other thing that came out was you know our actions all that matter, and uh, this was directly more related to Kiefer's quote that he used in his speech tonight, which I don't have a soundbite for, but he says that Sorry's 
are just as valuable as promises in this game. They're not. And uh, that's kind of what prompted the question here of are actions all that matter in Big Brother? And so, you know, is it about the who you nominate? Is it just about who you say with vetoes and who you vote for? No, I, I think it's there are actions that are just as useless. Like how valuable was Brohan voting for Kiefer, right? That wasn't a valuable move in Kiefer's eyes. That was like, it was a circumstance that he ended up voting for, for Kiefer to stay, right? Not an, an intended move as like, I value Kiefer and I'm going to keep him. So that action doesn't hold that much value. And just like how many times people say sorry or promise something doesn't entirely hold a lot of value as well in the house because people constantly go against their word. People constantly say sorry and then turn around and do the exact same thing all over again. So I think what he means is um, intentions and ramifications are the, the real value of what's happening in the house. And that's, what's going to be remembered not what Victoria said, but what Victoria meant and intended to do and how, what was the result of what Victoria did, not the action hmm. itself. Interesting. That's, I, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're, I think that's, I agree with that. Um, on, 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 as a premise. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's getting a little bit late. We run out just for an hour and I do want to get into the spoilers. So, um, if you're okay, we can, let's get into it. Let's, let's uh, hit it. Let's hit, hit it. it. Let's you. hit it. Hit him. All right. Let's get into the spoiler section. So, Jamil, I know nothing. What's okay. happening? So, um, uh, we know who the nominees are, and Power Veto um, comes up. The Power Veto players, and I'm doing this off memory because my phone wasn't set up, was Roe, um, Kyle, Austin, Tara. And Roe, Kyle, Toss, Tara, Austin. Okay. Yes, I think I got all the people involved. Um, now, the conversation was amongst the players was that uh, the people who like Austin um, and Tara was saying they were going to throw it. They were going to throw it um, so that Kiefer has to put up someone else. So what ends up happening is uh, Roe Wins power veto, takes himself. Okay. Kiefer then turns around and puts up Austin. So Austin and Kyle are on the block. Interesting. Okay, so the war is on. The war. The, this is just this is just retaliation for last week. And uh, Austin and is the pawn because he wants Kyle's to get the target. But yeah, if, well, I think setters, uh, the remaining sunsetters want to get Austin out. You see, you hear them gunning for it. Kyle, sure. um, Kiefer has let his intentions known, saying, "Please, Kyle is my target," because he he feels that he does hear Roe, what Roe says, and thinks that if Kyle's gone, he and Roe can kind of make amends and go forward as a as a pair themselves, right? He doesn't feel the same way about Kyle. Plus, at the same time, Kyle is um, a stronger threat threat and it looks like he's kind of making inroads with um, other people as opposed to just the two of them Roe and Kyle have been very isolated for the most part 
Now, Kiefer does like Kyle more than Roe, but recognizes that his path to the end isn't with Kyle, which is good. Like, he has that understanding that, you know what, I might not like him as much, but I can see me going further with Roe than with Kyle. Okay, well, I, 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 I can't disagree with any of the logic there that Kiefer is going through. I think that, yeah, like, especially when you have when Kyle's an original nominee, especially if one of your nominees comes down like this. I think you always want the original nominee almost, you know, unless you have like this great backdoor plan to go through now. But what, what here's the question, though. Will these uh, Sunsetters honor what Kiefer wants? Because it, while it's best for Kiefer's game. It's. I think if you're Ty or if you're uh, Jetson, I would say, yeah, it's maybe better to get rid of Austin. She's and, won yeah, HOH. And, 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 and that's the problem why the Sunsetter situation has to be for key for a temporary one. Because time and time again, we see it not even on like just the live feeds. We see it on the show itself where they usually do a better job of cleaning it up. They don't respect Kiefer. Like anything Kiefer does, which is like win a competition or anything, it's like met with like, well, good for you. I didn't really expect it from you. Yeah. Right? Which is like a kind of patronizing tone that they give him. And um, I don't know if he sees it, but me as an audience member sees it. And I'm like, I don't want him to be a, to tie his game to uh, members that don't appreciate him, don't value him. He has done more for that Sunsetters team than a lot of the other ones who have seemingly have talked big and have done nothing, right? Yeah, well, Ty's definitely done nothing. Well, like, has Beth been in any competition? Beth has done nothing. Jed's won one veto, right? And uh, That Austin nearly won. That Austin nearly won. You know, yeah, yeah, so, like, but they their hubris and their confidence does not go away. But why, why, you know, I, I... I don't know like what to make of Kiefer sometimes. How loyal is he actually? I think he does recognize that he's at the bottom of these sunsetters. Whether he's whether he's actually just playing this like he's using them, or if he's you know sunsetters for life. You know, he's well, is he for life? You know, is is this his crew now or whatever? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of it's like that's those are his friends and how much of this is strategic. I can't quite like, figure this out. You don't like. You don't have to be loyal in this game to one group. You can be loyal, right, to a multitude of people throughout your time in the game, right? Have they shown loyalty to him? Not no. Really. So, no, so no, I but... I understand why he feels that there's an obligation. You can, if the team splits up, like, who says that the Sunsetters are any less Tina than they are uh, Beth, Right? He can be with with Tina and them, which he kind of is. He has another alliance with Tina and Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to take a wild stab in the dark about the the name of this this team, Tina, Tara, and Kiefer. Uh... You're gonna be wrong because it's it's so awful. There's no way that anyone else can think of this being an actual like alliance name. QTT. No. It is the pre 90s. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. It's so terrible. Like, come on. 
pre-90s. Well, because like, the only three not born in the 90s or? Yes. Or even or even later. Are there kids in this house that are born like after 2000? I guess there probably are. Yeah. So just a clarification concerning the power of veto players. Um, so the people um, played were Jetson, Austin, Beth, right? With Rohan and Kyle. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, now, even though Austin was um, technically an all-bod player, uh, Jetson and Beth wanted to backdoor Austin. So that's why they were like, hey, to Colin Rowe, we'll throw it. The reason for that is Colin Rowe, um, throughout uh, many of the weeks, have thrown out like a lifeline to Ted and um, uh, Ty and uh, Jed saying, hey, you know, we should team up. You know, we shouldn't go after each other. They, they keep doing that every week. So with the thought process of, hey, instead of getting rid of either one of those two guys, we really want Austin out. And knowing that Kiefer is, has said, like, his replacement is going to be Austin. That's why they threw it. Yeah, yeah. and But I think on the surface, too, it's like, okay, well, Kiefer is he's fully, fully loyal to them. Um, and if, if, if the Victoria side, the Braden side, wins power next week, which I sure hope they do, I think that like seeing how they are going to what how Kiefer reacts to that, how the other three react to that, um, is going to be very interesting to see what they do when they're not in power. I think if Kyle goes home and let's say Austin or Braden um, wins HOH, I don't think um, Kiefer's going up. I don't think he's going to go up because I think he put in enough work and had enough conversations that Austin was not his target. It's always been Colin Rowe, and that's who he took a shot against. Well, I think if you put Kiefer up, it's kind of a waste because, like, like if you put up Kiefer and any of the other three, then uh, the other those two are voting to keep the person who's not Kiefer. The the two that are left off the block are votes. You know, like if if it's Beth, if Beth is um is the nominee, then I think Kiefer and Jed both vote to save Beth over Kiefer. Yeah. You know, and and all those three combinations because they uh they have the love triangle. You have to. Deshaun and I have been no, boys no, since no. day. <laughs> Deshaun and I have been no, boys no, since no. day one. We just happen to have a crush on the same girl. How it goes. It's very interesting that you talk about that because I have a piece of news that I heard. I didn't hear this specifically, but Beth has been talking to I believe it was Austin and Brayden. And was mentioning how interesting how people uh, who are the same size aren't necessarily the same size, right? And she was referring to Jed and Ty. And you know what I mean by the same size? Well, how would she know? How could she know? (laughs) How could she know? Well, (laughs) so when people say they're an obtuse triangle, I'm like... Mm, it's more like a tripod. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? It just seems so weird. And I'm not going to shame like people's game or anything like that. They're all grown adults for the most part. But like another reason, Kiefer, they ain't going to choose you over Beth. <laughs> you are yeah, strongly, no. strongly and- 
And Ty and Jed are okay with like I, I don't know. Are the three are they are they like a, a thing? The three of them are they like a romantic? A poly, a poly couple? Are they a polyamorous showman?s Is are they the first in the in the history of Big Brother? Uh, like I don't I'm not know. judging. I'm just trying to understand it's, it's what's happening. Really interesting, and it's a good way to cement. Uh, that being said, that being said, if you're comparing one to the other and news gets back out to one of the two, you would feel a certain bit of ways that someone is talking about what should be more or less a private situation between the three of you, right? So Beth, Beth shouldn't, shouldn't be flapping her lips about that, I think. Yeah, well, I think that they're... <laughs> Let's see how this goes because you never know. You never know. But it's a, it's a very new development in the game, so very interesting. Yeah. So uh, Kyle and Austin, um, I would rather see Kyle go from an entertainment standpoint, from a TV standpoint. I think that I'd rather see Austin stay uh, between the two of them. Um, Although but, Austin needs to start playing as opposed to being very passive and just trying to kind of win comps. What's yeah. Braden right? Is Braden going to wake up and stop? He's like socially present, but like strategically, like is he a part of the game? Could he just be the neighbor like Dr. Will last season in uh in 22 and just kind of hanging out in his bathrobe because that's more it looks like he's just Austin's friend. That's who who uh Braden is. In this game, yeah, well, just like Kyle, Rohan is Kyle's friend, or vice versa. But yeah, Braden, Braden doesn't even get lines on the show. He's they have to do things like have him win sushi, from skip the dishes, and dress up like a big he's OLG not, lotto ball. He's not um, in the slot this week, so it's like, where's his Braden appearance? Yeah, what are we gonna do with Braden? He can't, he can't be saved from slop. He's his whole thing is about food. His, everything about Braden is about food and him cheering on other people but <laughs> yeah. okay that's it in terms of spoilers and major news but come wednesday okay. we should have uh, a whole slew more of information well hey that, i mean i'm excited to see how this plays out um i'm just trying to figure out how this vote would go like who who's going to want to be a vote for austin versus kyle but we'll talk more about that Wednesday and yeah. really how that's we'll have more information by then in terms of how this is actually going to shake out and the episode itself. But very, I, hey, what a roller coaster this is. And it, if, if anything, it's not been dull. It wasn't like this podcast tonight where you had to listen to me for about 20 minutes just trying to talk to myself. And, and you guys missed out on a great bit of commentary on me on the no internet feed version of, of this show, which is gone forever into the ether. It's gone. I think that's the biggest tragedy of them all. You know, so it's uh, but that closes the book tonight for the uh, the, the fourth uh, week for HOH nominations for Monday, March 22nd, uh, 2021, and the 10th episode of this season. Okay, so hey, I, I'm, I'm exhausted, I need to get off. Um, and uh, and and thank you, Jamil, thank you to thank Jane you. for all of the questions, thank you to online competition games for the questions. Uh, and we appreciate you uh, you following along with us. And uh, we hope you'll be back with us Wednesday and Thursday this week as we uh, cover those next two episodes. And for the rest of the season, we want you yeah. always to be here. Yeah. Oh, while, while we're on the air, let's plug our other shows. Live Long in Podcast is our other channel with Star Trek-related stuff. We have uh, 
Tuesday nights, we have Star Trek D Space Nine rewatches. Those are fun. Yep. Uh, we're in the third season. We're going to be here tomorrow night covering the next episode, which is called The Abandoned, which is about like a Geminar baby. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to be covering an original series episode with my dad, which is going to uh, be this week, The Lights of Zatar. Uh, which is the next, um, uh, which is the third, uh, like a third season episode. So we watch all those episodes, like not in order. And on the weekends, we do uh, this fun thing called Star Trek Radio Theater, where we uh, we cover like a different episode. We do uh, we do like our script read from that episode with like our friends. And so uh, here, let's just bring this up quickly. This is going to be this uh, um, this Saturday night. We're going to be doing Bride of Chaotica. With uh, with uh, with uh, with the, the the live long and podcast players, but plus we had special guest star Dylan Gonzalez, uh, <laughs> who's a longtime friend of of all of us, playing Satan's robot, as well as uh, Rob Ricardo's roles in the Doctor and the President of Earth. Mm. So really excited. Um, I'm going to be Doctor Chaotica. Uh, my wife Jane's going to be Queen Arachnia. Uh, also January. So that, so if you're a Captain Proton, a Voyager fan, just want to hear some fun a script read, why not? Uh, check that out on a Saturday night. Plus, we've covered all kinds of other Star Trek shows, movies. Uh, if, the, if, there's a, if there's a Star Trek episode, good chances are we have a, an episode to go along with it, what we thought of it at the time and when we yeah. watched it. And, and Trivial Debates. Yeah. Oh, yes, Trivial Debates. Trivial Debates is coming up on Sunday um or is it the sunday yes it is um amen mater now new new associate producer he's trying to figure out uh what, what that that next show is going to be so he's working on getting that together with some ideas tomorrow so i'll be uh collaborating we'll be getting a host in place we get some questions i know i was at this the end of the month uh really snuck up on me but we do that every month uh we have like a, a debate show where we argue with movies tv sports and more um and uh and that's it that's it yep. for, for all of our plugs and shows, and we appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for sticking with us tonight. Okay, until then, uh, remember, uh, it's it's here. I got to find it now. I, gotta, I, I need like a... And remember, someone is all... Oh, thank you.